Live from the ACU of Texas Studios, this is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Well, hello and welcome to episode three, part two of Noise Reduction, uh, where we want to help you filter through what is just noise and what is actually useful in the financial world. As always, I'm here with my amazing wife, Ree. Say hello. Hello. And if this is your first time listening, my name's Nelson Negron. I am the president and wealth management advisor at Provident Oak Financial LLC, and we're located in Clear Lake, Texas. Uh, we got to wrap up this uh, this conversation that we started in our last episode, right? Yes, we're trying to answer the question, if you have to choose between planning for your retirement, saving for your retirement, or saving for your child's college fund, which do you prioritize? Right, and ideally speaking, that would all be one complete plan, uh, but we know everybody is not in that situation that, you know, there are some people out there that have to make a decision whether or not they put one over the other and as a as parents we know how difficult of a choice that could be um or maybe maybe not a difficult choice uh maybe we we would like to think that we would just say oh of course we're going to put our our kids first and put money away and and save for their retirement or or their college i mean (laughs) not their retirement uh but um you know is that the right choice for everyone um short answer would be no I would think, uh, but as always, you know, uh, this is, is information that is for general purposes, and we would re- highly recommend you consult your own individual financial advisor to see which way works best for you and your plan. Yes, please remember this is different for everyone. <laughs> yeah, we def- you definitely want to have a plan that's that's uh, customized for you. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and get to it. What uh, are we going to start like we did last? Uh, Last episode with a, a Mythbusters Yes, event. Mythbusters yes, without myth- the cool experiment, without, unfortunately. Without the, the rocket launcher or the speeding car, trying to blow up a car with the whatever. Yeah, it just no. wasn't in the budget. No, not this time. No, maybe not. We need time. to come up with some like crazy special effects or something that we could, like with lasers or something. I yeah, that's not in the budget either. No, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so what's the myth? Uh, so the myth versus truth today is Social Security is going away. All right. So uh, Social Security is going away. You know, we hear that a lot mm-hmm. that, oh, well, what are we going to do? Because Social Security is not going to be around uh, whenever I retire. And we've we've heard that what from all age groups. Oh, definitely. It's, yeah. it's a concern across the board. Right. So myth versus truth. And, and I think. You know, we, we want to kind of give some information about this that I don't know if it'll settle whether or not it's a myth. I guess we'll find out here shortly, but um, I guess we'll just kind of start with, with some general information. So I uh, pulled this from uh, from MarketWatch and it says here that the Social Security Administration's trustees do anticipate those accounts will run out of money in the year 2035. Ouch. Yeah, so that sounds a little scary, right? Yes. Okay. Um, It says that Social Security benefits, uh, they make up 
61% of retirement income for beneficiaries. So those are people taking social security and a, th a third rely on the program for 90% or more uh, of their income. And that's according to the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. That's really scary, especially for something that's supposed to disappear in 2035. Right. Uh, so what kind of jumps out to me on that is that you know, Americans as a whole, um, they have done a, a very, and unfortunate, it's unfortunate, um, and this is just in general, so I'm not, you know, pointing the finger at anyone, but in general, you know, we have done a poor job, I think, in two ways. We've done a poor job in saving and doing our own, having our own discipline and saving for retirement and, and not relying on Social Security. And, and two, I think we've done a poor job in communicating the importance of having a plan when it comes to saving for retirement. So those are those are two things that I think um, just in general, the general population of America has kind of has, has kind of failed. And, and so uh, it's unfortunate. Um, and also that they say here that uh, some couples, OK, so some married couples have only have only put away about five thousand dollars. For retirement, some even less. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about you. Uh, but I don't think I can live out the last, you know, what, 20 years or so of, of my life on $5,000. I could go on a nice cruise for a week yeah. by myself. And maybe, just maybe, you can eat enough at the buffet during that week to last you. Retirement? <laughs> I mean, there is enough food there, but I'm not real sure how that would work out. Right, right. Um so tell me, I have a question. Okay. How do they determine your social security amount? So how do they calculate the amount? So I pulled this from the, uh, because I wasn't prepared or anything for that question. <laughs> I just sprung it at him. Yeah, he had oh, yeah, no that idea. was out of thin air. Yes. We, we didn't rehearse that at all. No. No, all right. Um, pulled this directly from the social security website. All right, so what they do, uh, just I'll just read it. It says, social security calculates your average indexed monthly earnings during the 35 years in which you earned the most. So to put it simply, they take 35 years of your work history and they average out the, uh, the months in which you earn the most. And that's how they, they calculate your social security benefits. Um, what's interesting is if there's a period of time in there where you didn't work, let's say you didn't work for a couple of months, all right, so those months are calculated as zero. Um, you had zero income during that time frame, but you can offset that zero, those zeros by working. Um, so let's say that you worked for five years, you went through a year of not working, and then you picked up, you, you started back to work after that. Well, that one year, that one year of not working can be made up for later on down the road, so it doesn't hurt you in the end. Well, that's good to know. Uh, another good thing to know is that you can get an idea of how much to expect to receive from Social Security, if it's around when you get there, by creating an account on the Social Security Administration. Right, yeah, so you just go to socialsecurity.gov forward slash my account. Uh, you set up an account there, 
and you can see kind of what um, you know what kind of benefits you have and, and where you are on the calculation if you've worked enough hours th those kinds of those kinds of things uh, so uh, you know we always recommend uh, and this is something that we do as part of the, the pl planning process with the, the families that we work with is social security strategies and many people don't realize that there's there's different ways you can approach the the topic of social security uh, what types of benefits you can get there's spousal benefits that you can take um, there's uh, widow or widower benefits that, that you can you can take uh, depending upon your situation there there can be different options uh, to help supplement your income during during retirement yeah, with our clients, we actually recommend that they speak to a social security specialist before they make any decisions because there's so many options you might not have known were even available. So, Right. And some options that were available before are no longer available as well. That too. Uh, so we need to account for that and, and make sure that we are choosing a strategy when it comes to social security that is best beneficial for you. Okay. So let's talk about the different types of retirement accounts, different options that we do have for our retirement um, let's go over the first one. Let's start with a 401k or an employer sponsored retirement plan. Hey, you know, and this is a great retirement plan. Um, this is something that, that a lot of people don't truly take full advantage of. Um, a lot of times I'm talking with, uh, um, you know, with a client or with, with a family that we're working with and they're leaving money on the table. Um, and what I mean by that is that a 401k has a lot of great benefits to it. All right. So one is that it, it makes it easy to save. So it's, it's done automatically. You make your selection of whatever percentage you're going to, uh, you want to contribute to that 401k at your employer and it automatically comes out of your paycheck and it comes out before taxes are even calculated. So that actually reduces the, uh, or can potentially reduce the amount of taxes you pay from your paycheck. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a, a huge benefit there. You don't even have to think about it. They no, you don't it. think that's about it. I like it. <laughs> and, and, and most of the time, it's a very minimal difference, again, because the taxes are calculated after that contribution is taken out. So the difference that you see on your paycheck really may not be that that much um and and so you know that you're you're kind of in a sense you're you're getting paid uh to save um one because you're saving money on taxes and and two that a lot of times employers will match up to a certain percentage so what do i mean what do i mean by that so what they'll do is they'll take your 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 a salary or your paycheck all right and then if you've elected to contribute let's say six percent to your 401k plan from your gross pay so before taxes then they will match that dollar amount and put it into your 401k as well so really you're getting 12 percent free in. money that you would leave on the table free if money you didn't do it and what we run into a lot of times is they is is people they'll contribute one or two percent but their employer has already said that they would give up to four five six percent and so they're leaving those additional dollars with the employer instead of it being put into their own individual 401k 
So definitely check with your employer and see what that max amount is so you're not leaving money on the table. Uh, right, exactly. So you know, the, the, the if possible, uh, maxing out a 401k always seem, I shouldn't say always, but usually seems like a, a great idea. And um, again, speaking to a financial advisor can definitely help you determine if that is the best solution for you. Um, another thing is, and we kind of touched on taxes a, a little bit here already, but it's a it's a great tax haven. So, you know, what do I mean by that? Basically, in general, you can put away three times more into a four hundred one k than you can a IRA or individual retirement account, and we'll get into what a IRA is later, but. The IRS allows for you to put three times more away into a 401k than it does into an IRA. Uh, so, and those those contribution limits vary from year to year. So, whether you're listening to this uh, podcast in 2020 or 2030, maybe we'll still be doing it by then. <laughs> no, I better be living on a cruise ship by then. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can do the podcast from a cruise ship. Okay, well. You get the podcast on the cruise ship and I'll do it with you. <laughs> All righty. Uh, so, uh, you know, that is something that, that uh, hasn't changed really as far as the ability to do so, just the numbers um, and how much you can put. And usually, and usually that number is going up. Um, I can't recall off the top of my head at, at a point where uh, limits have gone down. I, I wouldn't think, uh, you know, just kind of common sense to me would not have and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, if you're out there, you're listening, and you know of <laughs> you know of a time that that, that did happen, you can uh, uh, you can write in, you can email us, and say, yeah, during this during this year, they they reduced it, which I'd be surprised. You don't know everything all the time. No, I don't know everything all the oh, time. Uh, un- un- unfortunately, I'm glad that's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will never admit to ever knowing everything all the time. What other people assume, that's on them. Oh, <laughs> that's how we get by that. Gotcha. All right. So let's get back to, yeah, let's okay. get back to serious. So let's go with our second type. Let's go with the traditional IRA. Can you explain that to us? Yes. Uh, so yeah, we'll jump to the, uh, to the traditional IRA. So that's an individual retirement account. Uh, pretty much the way that that works is any money that uh, you have, you can put into this retirement account. The IRS does limit that um, amount. So in the year 2020, uh, if, I, if, if, I, if my memory serves correctly here, if you're under the age of 50, you can put in 6,000 or maybe it might be 6,500, but uh, I believe it's 6,000. And if uh, you're over the age of 50, uh, you can you can put in 7,000 uh, for the year 2020. Last year, those those numbers were were lower, so that's kind of what I was getting at. Is usually each year um, they they are they're raising those those limits. Um, a and lot. On, is it on that one that you pay the income taxes on the money if you withdraw withdraw it from your account in retirement? Yeah. So the the income. And that's what's great about an IRA is is norm in general. Uh, what will happen is is you're putting this money away before retirement. So you, most of the time, uh, a person's tax they're going to be in a higher tax bracket while they're working. 
when they retire, the idea is that you would be in a lower tax bracket. And then when you take this money, it counts as income and you're taxed at a lower rate. Uh, so in general, that's the idea. Now, is it always the case? No, but that's what we're shooting for is to delay paying taxes on this money until we are in a lower tax bracket. Uh, but the taxes are deferred while the money is sitting in, in the account, uh, in the IRA, and also the, the gains, uh, any growth in that money is also tax deferred as well. And it always helps to have any kind of tax break when you're feeding three teenagers at home. So yes, so if we can put some money, you know, away and put that as a line item on our on our taxes, then we will. Uh, if we can put that as a line item on our on our taxes, then we, you know, definitely want to take advantage of that. We're at all possible. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's last but not least, let's talk about a Roth IRA. What's the difference? So a Roth IRA, and some people may even see this on as a 401k option as well, but a Roth IRA is uh, contributions, one, they're, they're, they're not tax deductible, all right? Um, and these dollars have already been taxed. So the, this is gonna be money that you put in on off of your, your net income. So after all the calculations have been done, you get your paycheck, then you're putting the money in. Uh, so you don't get any upfront tax breaks for doing it, but what is, uh, you know, what the payoff is and, and why you would do that is that the money that you have put in the Roth, you would receive that during retirement uh, with no taxes being taken out at all. So even the growth on the money um, comes to you uh, with no, uh, no, no taxes taken out. Uh, so a lot of times what we'll see is that uh, it's always a good idea. I should say always. I, I keep saying always, but not for everybody. Not it's for everyone. Uh, <laughs> it's usually um, and maybe a good idea to use both a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA in your plan to determine whether uh, or, or to help reduce taxes later on down the road and now kind of offset each other a little bit uh they they do they do help to offset each other a little bit um and allows you to get two different types of of income later on uh, in retirement so when we're living on the cruise ship i have plenty of spending money that i don't know <laughs> if that would be the case um yeah, I'm not going to, I'm just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we were talking about all this stuff on retirement, so I wanted to know what the top places to retire in the U.S. were last year. Yeah, you came up with some, some interesting information there. Um, I thought it was kind of kind of funny. So, so Texas was number one, right? Uh, I would love to say that Texas was number one, but it came in 17. How is that possible? <laughs> I know, I know. 17? 17. We didn't even break the top 10? No, we didn't. And and the worst part is, is I had to actually look for information on Texas because they weren't even listing any. Like, we were that far down. So. so they said it wasn't even worth their time to even talk about why Texas is the 17th ranked place to yeah, retire. I, so, who, so who did this study? Um, I actually found the information on MoneyWise. All right. So if you're not familiar with MoneyWise, uh believe Rob West is his name and he is uh, 
part of an organization called Kingdom Advisors. Um, I'm going to have to call up Rob and say, hey, what's the deal with Texas here? Yeah, but <laughs> not enough love for Texas, Rob, if you're hearing this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to worry about it. <laughs> I'm sure. He's probably our top fan. We just don't yeah. know. Well, they just got done with their, their Kingdom Advisors conference in Florida, which I know was on the list. And so... Uh, don't give away my results. Oh, I'm sorry. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you you go then. So I don't I don't so ruin I'm the surprises. St- I only did the top three. Right. Um, so I'll start. Well, with see, I just said it was on the list. It could have been three. It could be twenty three. You know, I didn't say where. Yeah. Well, you're still giving away my stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you you named the top three. So let's start with number three, and we'll work our way up. So okay. number three was actually New Hampshire. Boo. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't mean that people from New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> New Hampshireans, what are they? The New Hampshire New Hampshireites? I don't know. I have We're no. Texans, so they've got to be something like that. Well, I don't know cuz New, New Hampshireans? Well, those from Michigan have that weird Michiganders. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is that? Yeah, ignore him. <laughs> I'm from Michigan, so he likes to be mean. Go Wolverines and ignore him. That's it. Mm. <laughs> Back to being serious. Okay. <laughs> so in New Hampshire, um, you can actually get a one-bedroom apartment in uh, Portsmouth, which is beautiful, right by the Atlantic, for about $1,300 a month. And not only that, they have no sales tax, and they says that they have the best deals on clothing, alcohol, and tobacco in the whole Northeast area. So... If you so if I want to <laughs> if I want to smoke in my one bedroom apartment and drink and drink it's the place to go <laughs> and you can do it in new clothes in new clothes because they okay. have the best deals on clothes so I can make my new clothes smell like smoke and alcohol in my one bedroom apartment happily happily in retirement all right and there isn't any state income tax either so okay. you get a break in all those items all right but from our aspect um, your retirement income isn't taxed. And there is a 5% tax on dividends and interest, though. Can you explain that to us? So that would be uh, any income that you would receive from, um, like you said, interest or dividends. So interest is uh, paid on like savings accounts, CDs, bonds, money market accounts, uh, those types of things. So their their investment income, it's going to affect it. It can in, in, uh, affect their investment income. Dividends is what you would get paid from from stocks. So any any stocks that you would own that pay you a dividend, that would be that would be affected. Okay, well I guess that's why they're number three. That's why they're number three. Texas should be higher than that. I think so too. But anyways, we have beautiful Galveston. <laughs> it blows away it's their beaches there like in New the Hampshire. I'm sure. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> we love our. Our ocean, and it, it's been clear a few times lately. I keep seeing the pictures. We're always working, so I never get to see it. Photoshop does amazing things. No, no. no. I saw videos. <laughs> you saw, oh, okay, so it was a it video. It was on so Facebook, must, it was on it Facebook was live, and it must and be it true. true. It must be true then, yes. yes. exactly. Okay, so number two, and this one didn't come as a surprise. I actually thought this would be number one, but number two is Florida. And typically, when I think of retirement, everybody talks about Florida. Yeah, it's probably so. the most popular place to retire whether or not it's you know the best place to retire i guess you know that could be a matter of opinion well it's the sunshine state that is correct i forgot about that and it's one of the most affordable destinations 
for all ages, it says. Unless you go to Disneyland. Unless you go to Disney. That's the first thing I thought of. If you're going to Disney or Universal Studios. Forget that, college planning. Yeah. You're gonna, you're, <laughs> here's your, we're going to, kids, would you rather go to Disney World? Or would you rather go to college? You know, but they have Star Wars Land now, they so do just forget have college, Galaxy's right? Edge, yes. <laughs> so, um, and they will they will soon have the uh, the Star Wars Hotel, the, you know, yes. there. So here, what next year? I believe is when I it's believe supposed it's to open. Twenty twenty. Okay. No, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, I think they start it this year and it opens next year. Right. Maybe I mixed up. Um, All I know is they're supposed to be droids walking around serving stuff. Now, do you think they're going to be actual droids, or do you think it's going to be like people in costume? They're supposed to be mechanical. But we'll see. Okay. We're going to see. That's in my financial plan. It is, it's in yours? <laughs> yes. Kids, you're not going to college. Go ahead and <laughs> just, it, it, or you better get a full ride. <laughs> and I'm getting the droid and the lightsaber, so you better budget that oh, in too. And I'm sure they'll have a mechanical Baby Yoda by that time. That's already top of the list. <laughs> baby Yoda. But anyways. But Baby Yoda won't be a baby at that time, so it, you know. Yes, he will. You think he'll still be a baby? He's 15, he's still a baby. What's another year? Oh, this is true. See. So I wonder how they never. Okay. Anyway, sorry. We're, I can track. go way we off. Yeah, we'll, we'll go Wars. off on a tangent. Tangent yes. on that. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Florida is another state with no income tax, but there's also no estate tax, inheritance tax, or tax on Social Security or your retirement income there. Mm-hmm. So I can see those as being perks for Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why yeah, it's probably the most popular state to to retire. Um, so all that money they save, they just get their Disney passes to go to Star Wars Land. Maybe. Maybe. Galaxy's Edge, whatever. Do they give senior citizen discounts? At they have World? resident discounts. Okay. I mean, I don't know if there's an additional one for. If there is, we're li- we're living in Florida. Okay. We'll just spend retirement and cruise ships and Star Wars. Land. So, I, are you saying I have to wait till I retire to go to Disney World? Yeah. Oh. No. No. I can't wait that long. <laughs> I mean, the kids will go. You can stay here and work. Uh, okay. okay. All right. Sounds good. That'll work. <laughs> so, what's number one? Number one. So this one, I never would have guessed. Um, but it's actually South Dakota. And South Dakota? Yeah, I know. It just wasn't one of my top retirement places. I just didn't think about it. But um, both Bankrate and Kiplinger rated it number one. So mm. I was pretty impressed with those. We may have to visit South Dakota someday. Just to see? Just to see. I didn't think there was anything there. That's so. kind of the idea. Like, <laughs> I don't know about your retirement. <laughs> but aside from venturing into Star Wars land, I'm going back to peace and quiet. So okay. You can do that. So but, why is that one number one? Did they say? Did they, they say? Um, well, for number one, it's the affordability. Um, you can actually get a really nice one bedroom um, apartment downtown for seven sixty five a month. All right. So that's so. half of what you can get a one bedroom apartment in New Hampshire for. Yeah, but you don't get the alcohol benefits or the tobacco benefits. And you're just not overlooking the ocean. That's true. Hmm. hmm. Choices. Or with the extra $700, I can get a mural of the ocean painted on the wall. <laughs> That's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> get some essential oil so it smells like the so ocean. So it smells like the, it smells like the ocean. I don't great no, no. i don't know if that's the most well anyway i'm not sure you're gonna be able to be in charge of our retirement okay <laughs> but anyways so south dakota doesn't tax social security benefits or pensions there's not an income tax an inheritance tax and the state sales tax is only 4.5 percent okay so they said the only thing it's lacking is, is it doesn't have great weather year-round well yeah they got that's that debatable. they got that cold white wet powdery Stuff that, that falls out of the sky. Snow, yes. I know it's a bad word in Texas, but yes. It is a four-letter word. 
I feel like it would make Christmas magical. I'm just saying. We had snow a couple years ago. No. And, and it actually stayed for almost the whole the entire day on the because ground. Because I rolled it into a snowman no, at no, 6 no, no. a.m. <laughs> That's the only reason it stuck around, because I packed it. No, I still had snow on my windshield at 7 a.m.? 4, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. No. Yes. So you painted that on. <laughs> yeah, I had the spray can of, of fake snow you know, spraying it on my windshield. Just yeah. because you knew we were going to have this conversation. Uh, right. But anyways. So. Okay. For 2019, as of last year, these are our top three. Did they give any reasons as to why Texas was so low? Poor Texas. I mean, again, that should have, that seven that's on the end there, they should have just left the one and just skip putting the seven. It's really sad. Um, Some good things from Texas, because we can't forget about Texas. Obviously, we're from Texas. So, Uh, whether or not you have an income from 401k, pension, IRA, Texas will not tax your retirement income. Okay. So that that's a bonus. Um, and actually, Texas is best if you want to be one of the work retirement people. It's like called work retirement, I believe is what they call the proper terminology. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's proper English. It, it's a word. <laughs> but if you want to work part-time when you retire and you don't want them to take your money, <laughs> okay, come to Texas. And then Texas also has a very low unemployment rate. So you have a better chance to be hired in Texas, too, if you want to work. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is due to the uh, the uh, oil and gas industry. You know, it's a big deal here in Texas. And, um, you know, so things in aerospace, mm. you know, obviously we have NASA, you know, just and down the road from us up, here. And NASA just opened up that new program. They're taking in applicants. Mm. Very exciting. I am going to apply. Okay. <laughs> I think you're too old now. <laughs> There's a cutoff. <laughs> and you can't pass out when they spin you around fiercely. So you're done. Uh, it'd still be fun to try. It would. And I would video it and laugh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Post <laughs> but, it all over Facebook. Yes. yes. You puke all over myself. And, yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely Facebook live <laughs> moment there. Okay. Uh, so no, those sound, sound like uh, interesting places to retire. Um, you know, Texas is obviously the best and, <laughs> but now I want to visit South Dakota because yeah, I've we'll, not been there. We'll have to visit South Dakota in the summer, not in the winter. I don't want to, I don't want snow. <laughs> I feel like we need to just visit both times of the year. So we really get the full idea. Okay. All right. Um, uh, maybe, maybe so, uh, you know, and keep in mind that these benefits that we listed, um, are, uh, what's identified as far as state tax stuff. Um, yeah, federal federal. taxes are uh, a whole other beast. And also this is general information. So just you know, want to put out that disclosure, uh, consult your CPA or tax advisor to see. To, you know, and it, as convincing as my knowledge is, yes. please don't cancel all of your retirement plans and say you're going to South Dakota simply because I said it was number one. Well, if they're doing that, then it's going to be too crowded and we don't want to go there. Maybe we shouldn't have given out this information because now we messed up our plan. (laughs) There you go. All right. Um, So those are the, you know, what uh, money wise listed as the top three places to retire. Um, You know, we touched on, on something last episode and I wanted to kind of, kind of follow up on that. And that was the passing of the secure act. And, uh, what is the SECURE Act, you ask? That's a great question. You, I didn't ask. Oh. I didn't I, get that far yet. 
You were well right here it says I was thinking it. Right here it says you were supposed to ask and (sighs) just to give me time to speak. But no, I really would. I would like to know how it affects our listeners. All right. So we'll, we'll kind of go through it. We're not going to go into too much detail on it. Um, but uh, if you kind of look into these things, it, it it really does change the way we think about planning for retirement, um, how long we have to plan for retirement, as well as for college and what we can use the money for and all those kinds of things. So uh, the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. Now, Okay. True. Say that three uh, times yeah, right. fast. Uh, see, I think what they do with these things, all right, is they they say we want to use the word secure. <laughs> now, what words can we use yeah. to as an acronym or make this an acronym for to make it sound serious. to make it sound like we we really thought hard about this? Like there was the the Jedi contract that Microsoft won. And well, that sounds a lot more interesting. Yeah, actually. and then what Jedi even stands for was kind of weird because mm. you can tell they just came up with it after the fact. They were trying to just grab in the Star Wars fans. I guess so. It, it grabbed my attention. I see, and, and, and you so still like, remember it. Yeah, it, it's so a, they did their I, job. I don't have any idea what it was for, but. <laughs> but you know the company, and you know they had one, yeah, so that's all yeah. that matters. Um, but I think Amazon's suing now or something because they didn't get the contract. So hmm. anyway, okay. uh, so the setting, the Secure Act. The Secure Act. Yeah, I'm not yes. going to go through that again. Yes, no. um, uh, it was signed into law on Friday, December the 20th. It did not make a whole lot of news, obviously. Right before Christmas. Right before Christmas. And it went into effect on January 1, 2020. And it uh, was probably the the, the most or, or most dynamic uh, change to uh, retirement acts or retirement laws or legislation uh, since uh, 20, or sorry, 2006 when the Pension Protection Act uh, was was passed, so it's been a while uh, since we've had any major le- legislation passed uh, that uh, changes how we we view retirement. So, uh, what they uh, what it really addresses are, are kind of five or six main main points. Is uh, if you are in um, your RMD stage or your required minimum distribution, where you have to start taking money out of your retirement accounts you're required by by the IRS to do so it, it affects that uh, also it affects the age in which you can contribute to an IRA so previously uh, you had to stop contributing at a certain age and now they've said okay as long as you're still working you can contribute continue to contribute to uh, to your IRA which is good because we're living longer working longer Right, right. So due to medical enhancements, um, we, you know, we're living longer and, and people, it also just gives people maybe who have gotten a late start in life, uh, when it comes to their, their careers, haven't had an opportunity to save for retirement. It gives them some extra years to, to build that up. And that's why we always say it's not too late to start. You just it's have never to start. too late. Yeah. Yep. Start somewhere. That's right. Um, inherited accounts. Now, some people may see look at this as a negative, but uh, they've implemented some restrictions on how long that money can stay in an inherited account before it has to start being pulled out, mm-hmm. and that way they can start collecting taxes on it. Um, adoption and birth expenses. You know, this is. I think this is really interesting. Um, it may actually make me want to have another kid. Okay, no, it won't. No. But <laughs> no. You can adopt uh, one. So you could, uh, yeah, or we could adopt. Yeah. Um, you so, had big children. Well, I just said had, have another kid. I didn't say yeah, give no. birth to another kid. No more nine pound You, you don't want to give me. birth I'm to good. Another, Okay. I'm good. 
Three's my max. All right. So uh, you can actually now pull money uh, out of uh, a retirement account to pay for those expenses. Which is great because there's so many children that people could adopt and the money is a setback. Right. So. Right. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last time, 529 and other college savings plans. They've expanded how you can use that money. You can put it towards uh, student loans and, and other things. So uh, that really that really helps. And then last uh, but not least, uh, and there's uh, that we're going to mention, but there's some other stuff too. These are just kind of the main ones. Uh, 401k participation for part-time workers. Ooh. So if you're a long-term part-time worker, then you may be made a, uh, eligible to participate in a company's 401k plan, um, which I, I know is is uh, was a pressing issue for, for a lot of people who have just worked part-time for, for a long period of time. So those are you know some major things that that um, we have to consider and uh, address when we are putting together the retirement plan as well as the the college plan. So now what we've all been waiting for. Dun dun dun. <laughs> the answer to the question. So what, what was you... the question again? <laughs> there was a question. There yeah there was a question at some point. Yes yes remember back to college savings. Or our retirement right which one do we prioritize if i have to choose have one to choose. do i choose putting money away for retirement or paying for college so what what are your thoughts i want yours first you wanted me I to go first yes. no no i'm gonna go last great great <laughs> you want to wait and see the opinion i give you <laughs> yes i think that's the right so, answer is that the right answer <laughs> i mean <laughs> so for me personally and once again this isn't for everybody everybody has to make a decision that's best for their family right but you know there's so many options and so much help out there for our children that we really really should try to let them work and earn their own college education and i only say that because if we spend all of our retirement funds to put them through college to make it easier for them in the long run i feel like they're going to end up spending all their money taking care of us because we have no retirement funds and then that puts them in a bad spot later on. So. Right. I think that's a good point. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. So. Well, and, and I think that goes along the same lines as when we do planning for special needs. Mm -hmm. and, and you have a family who has maybe a, a child with a disability. And obviously, as, as the parents, your first, and, and we've been in this situation ourselves, is our first concern is, is, our, is our children. And we want to plan for their needs right and we want to put them above us well and it's a little different when they can't really necessarily do for themselves too that's a whole nother right but the issue there is that what happens when that's all that the focus has been and it comes to retirement and maybe you're not able you know we're not able to work anymore but we haven't done anything to put us in a position to retire or we have to go back to work because our retirement has run out. And in either scenario, that's not beneficial for the, the, the child in any, any scenario. Right. Um, so I think you're, I, no, I, I think that I would agree with you. Um, that, Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> We're usually very different on these yeah. things. <laughs> I would, I, no, I would, I would tend to agree. And in, in, in a lot of cases, the, there is more help for paying college expenses 
and we talked last episode about all the different types of scholarships right. and and obscure scholarships that are out right. there that and grants that that don't get applied for so there's there is more assistance paying for for furthering education than there is for retirement. I haven't found retirement grants. Yeah, there's no obscure making a prom dress out of duct tape retirement plan. Senior citizens making prom dresses out of duct tape retirement grants. Somebody needs to come up with that. No, you got to come up with a better name because you got to use a like a word and then you senior citizens <laughs> <laughs> yeah. act yeah no, nobody's gonna remember that darn it i need a good word to start with there, just yeah. throw senior citizen and duct there, you, tape there you go um so you know while ideally we would say that it needs to be a complete plan including right. both if you're in a situation in a position and you can help and, great. and you can do that great but if not um then just then the the discussion probably should be okay how do i prepare for my retirement first and then whatever i can do after that um or maybe you know 50 50 maybe you can help them a little bit but don't totally you know shoot yourself in the foot so that they don't have to worry or do anything at all right right and obviously every family is different every situation is different i mean yeah Uh, no, I mean, I, I worked uh, while I was going to school. Right. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, I, I paid my way mm-hmm. uh, through through school myself. So uh, I and definitely. And you lived? And I lived. Hmm. And I'm still alive. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of wish I would have lived now because I would have got, you know, like a BMW for my 16th birthday. Oh. I really missed it. One, one, one of those, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get ourselves into trouble on that discussion, um, you know, as always, you know, talk talk to a financial advisor to see what's the best situation for you. But that's that's kind of our thoughts. Um, you know, so again, on the surface, it may seem that there are more options for paying for college expenses uh, than there are for paying for retirement expenses, and you just need to get advice from someone that you trust um, that can help you decide what's which is the right path for you and your and your family. And preferably not like your child's senior year. Right. Start early, maybe when yeah. they're still in diapers. I mean, ideally. Now, I know everybody can't. We always say it's never too late to start. But coming at your financial advisor their senior year, trying to figure out how to pay for college makes things a little bit more difficult for everybody. Yes. So be yeah. proactive. And please. that word little can be substituted with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to run out of hair to lose. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but we we uh, you know obviously we enjoy helping people and, yes. and working with people to to uh, to get that all figured out. Um, so if you have any questions about this, um, also if you haven't listened to episode three, part one, uh, go back and and listen to that. That might give you some great tips. If anything, it will fill up that quiet drive. In traffic. Yeah, that was the college under, side of things. That was the college side yeah. of things. You know, saving for college. So there's some interesting information there. You can visit us at www.providentoakfinancial.com. Also on Facebook, uh, you can look us up at uh, what is it? 
at Provident Oak Financial, right? Is yeah, that it's very simple. Yeah, very, it's all Provident Oak Financial. So if you don't, at uh, Noise Reduction Podcast. Is oh the yeah, Noise Reduction. This, yes, but, the yeah. podcast page we have on there as well. The noise, uh, not just the noise reduction, is it? No, it's uh, noise. The no, <laughs> noise <laughs> reduction <laughs> podcast. Noise <laughs> reduction podcast. I need a fancy which word is on for that. on uh, <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, you can shoot us an email if you have any questions or an idea for uh, for a topic for us to cover. If you you know want to know some more information, uh, you can send us an email at info at providentoak.com. And if you don't send us topics, we're just going to keep going off on random things we want to talk about. Mm. So. Well, we, we, we have had some <laughs> um, ideas already, we but do. we do, you know, but if there is anything, let's say we get more requests for a specific topic. Then It'll we'll, bump it up. Then we'll, we'll cover that one first. Yeah. All right. And if, uh, again, if you're not in our area, um, find someone that you trust to give you advice and help you along the way. Do you have anything else? That is it. Just thank you for listening and you all have a blessed day. Take care. Bye-bye.